Friday and you're listening to TGIF, the podcast that brings you all the hilarious conversations about your favourite or not so favourite horror movies. I am your host Kat and this week I am joined by Mel. Hello and welcome to TGIF. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm so, because you chose... Um, Friday 13th part three and out of all of them that I've seen this is my favorite my this answer. is my favorite sequel by yes. far yeah I mean I've only watched um the first three and then I watched like another one I think it's the one where he goes to space <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one <laughs> that's uh, that's a fun uh it's fun under certain circumstances <laughs> I, I, like, I love a ridiculous sequel. You've got, like, these ones are the serious ones, and then you've got that one. And then there's, like, Jason Goes to Hell, isn't there? I haven't yes. seen that. That'd be interesting. That, what's really funny is that one is one of the most out there um, sequels, Jason Goes to Hell. And, I mean, there's, like, heart eating and possession, and it's just really out there. And that was the first Friday the 13th I had ever seen as a kid. <laughs> and back then, you know, we didn't have Wikipedia and IMDb and Google. And so I saw that one first. And then I saw the first one, which goes to Betsy Palmer as the main. And I, I had no idea how these fit together. Like, it <laughs> blew my mind for so long until I could line them all up. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, so how, how do we go from Camp Crystal Lake to hell? How do we end it, up here? It was... It was pretty crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't really watch the Friday 13th or the Halloween movies while I was growing up. Mine, I was a nightmare on Elm Street. And so I only watched the, the Friday 13th movies, maybe like the sequels this year. Because my partner was like, we're sitting down, we're watching all of them. And I, I really appreciate it because he loves them. They're his favorite yeah. movies. So I got to... They're they're my favorite. I grew up, you know, what's funny is I actually grew up watching Freddy way more than Michael or Jason also. I mean, Freddy was just, I, I don't know, like on repeat almost. And yeah. I didn't do that with the Halloween and Friday 13th movies until I was maybe, you know, 19, 20 and there. And then I got more into Halloween and Friday 13th. Before we, um, before we get started, I'm so rude. I forgot um, to ask you, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Because you have quite sure. an extensive um, like relationship with the horror community. Yeah. So, um, I have been a freelance writer for different movie sites for the last, I think five years. Um, but then three years ago, or I'm sorry, four years ago, I started my own publication. Um, and really it's because I do love horror, but I also love gaming. I love comics. I love sci-fi. So I started the website horrorgeeklife.com, which really is horror and geek together. And so uh, we cover all of those things. Um, but, you know, of course, a lot of horror. And um, it's just been something I've loved forever. So I am a uh, Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. And so I, I have the pleasure of being <laughs> someone that everybody hates in that capacity. Aww. I try to be one of the down to earth ones, at least. Um, but Don't uh, let it go to your head. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so I, I do that now, but, um, but yeah, we have a great group of writers and we just, we really just geek out to everything that we love. So love that. that's what we do. 
Let's um let's get into this movie because I love this yes. movie so much and I have notes because like as much as I love this movie, there's some parts where I'm like, do I love this bit? <laughs> as in any movie, um, there's a lot of bits where I laugh because I just think it's so great. Mm-hmm. And um, the kills in this film are probably my favourite out of all of the Friday 13th films that I've seen. And by saying that, I mean like I've seen... Um, like Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I was just trying to They're think of the other ones I'd seen. So it's yeah. not like I've only seen these three. I just haven't mm-hmm. seen... How many, I don't even know how many more there are after this. Uh, let me see here. 10, Jason, Freddy vs. Jason's 11, and then there's the reboot. The 2000, I think, 9 reboot. Oh! So, uh, yes, yeah. actually, I've seen yeah. that. It's just called Jason, isn't it? No, that it's just called Friday Thirteenth. Oh, and then I'm seeing like it. artwork in my head, but I'm just like, what artwork is it? I mean, there's like ten thousand fan films now because yeah, that's Never Hiking it? Snow came out a few years ago, oh, and since yeah. then everyone has been making fan films. So um, it's very I wish likely I had the I've... commitment. <laughs> there's something, man. I mean, and the Never Hike and the did I say Never Hike in the Snow? Never Hike yes. Alone came out. And then oh, Never okay. Hike in the Snow is the new one that just came out. Okay, so, interesting. If I got those mixed up, sorry about that. But. Are they on VOD anywhere? I'd like to see those them. Those are free on YouTube. Oh, no way. That's even better. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so, you know, Ooh. as far as fan films go, um, they're amazing. Those are the best. I call them the awesome. GOAT, <laughs> pretty much. But um, I actually just interviewed the filmmaker. He's a friend of mine, and we just did an interview. Oh. And... Um, I review them, but I, I love them. I think those two films are the epitome of what Friday 13th should be now. Oh, cool. So, I'm definitely going to watch them now. I have, yeah. um, and they're more serious. They're brutal. Yeah. I have another five days of work off, like off work. So yeah. I'm trying to like get my movie count up. I have a really long, after we finish talking about the movie, I'll talk about my 2021 pledge list. Cause I have like okay. this amazing list of movies and I want to see what you think. So Yes. <laughs> well, they're short too. I think the first one's like 40, 40 minutes and the second one's maybe half an hour. So oh, cool. it won't take a lot of your time. Yeah. So. Excellent. I'll send you the links actually when we That'd go. That'd be awesome. And then I yeah. can share them in the show notes as well for anyone yes. who wants to watch them. Yes. So I love this movie because it's a 3D movie. And I mean, 3D, I read somewhere because I was reading facts about the movie and stuff that 3D had actually becoming, sorry, had had its time. And then this was during a time that it just wasn't popular at all, but they needed a marketing gimmick kind of thing to stir that interest in, you know, a, you know, a third movie or, you know, yes. the last part. Well, cause this was meant to be the last part of the whole series um, mm-hmm. from what I read. But obviously it's so popular that you can't just leave it at that. And I'm glad they did right. it, you know, cause it gets really crazy and you know, it's all about um, fan service after this one. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're talking about how they didn't do it a lot. It was the same technology that they used for Jaws 3D, which is another <laughs> one of my favorite films. And Jaws Amityville. Me. <laughs> yeah. And Amityville 3D. They used the same technology, but this one um, was the first time that Paramount had used 3D. Yes. And I think since like the 60s, maybe. 
Um, but they spent like $10 million because they sent this movie out and no one knew how to play the movie. You know, all these movie theaters, you don't think about that aspect. So they had to send out all of the equipment and these kits and tell them how to, how to, but you know, it, it paid off. It was a pretty yeah. good success. So I, they made, it made, um, it made 30, uh, 34.5 million in America, like domestically. Mm -hmm. Uh, on a $2 million budget. So that's not too bad. But I mean, when you also think about the $10 million that Paramount spent on all that equipment and training, and you know, that's in, that's insane to think that, you know, so $12 million investment, 34.5 million. What, what year did this film come out? I didn't write that 82. down. 82. That's not too bad. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not at all. Like people would have been lining up around the street to see this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially since, you know, the last one had just come out the year before Yeah, and the one before that, I mean, so by then you would kind of think that they would be too overplayed, too oversaturated maybe, but, um, but it, it wasn't, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, they were coming into the height of the slasher film that this, I mean, like, so the first one was 1979, wasn't it? 1980. Oh, 1980. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so, 80, 81, 82. 82. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. And, yeah. you know, it's just... And I think they did that with another slasher series, that it was one after the other. Did they do that with Scream? Um, not Scream. I, I think, you know, Friday 13th... I mean, not Friday 13th, sorry. Um, Halloween sequels, you know, they were pretty spread out. Nightmare on Elm Street, though, during the 80s. They were pretty back-to-back -back on top of yeah. each other. So... Yeah. Oh, I just would have loved to have been a teenager during the 80s and going to the cinema to see these with my friends. Well, I wonder if they even knew what they had because, you know, you look, I mean, even like one time I was going to do horror movies, like the five best horror movies of 1981. And I started making a list and I'm like, oh my God, I'm up to like 14 movies. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know how to pick. I mean, all of these amazing movies, but I don't know if they really knew what they had at yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Like if it was that appreciated. Yeah. I'd like to think it was, but kind I don't of spoiled, really. Yeah. Oh, very extremely. This one I found really interesting because one of my favorite fun facts is through um throughout this entire film, this is the only film where they don't mention Jason's name at all. And that the other characters have no clue what's going on. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. And we don't really see him throughout this whole film either. So mm. I really love that. Um, oh, what's the word? Like, he's in the shadows kind of vibe that you have from this film. Right, right. He's there, but he's not. Right. Well, you know, and this is, so this is the last time that we see him human because in part four, he wakes up in a morgue and he yes. is officially zombie. Yeah. So this is the last time that he's human and Richard Brooker, you know, he, he's not like a big, huge menacing guy. Like we ended up getting with, <laughs> you know, with CJ and with Kane and, and things like that. Like he yeah. was just, I mean, he was actually a trapeze artist. I mean, he yeah, was, he was, was a like, limber guy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so I really like that, that, I think that's one reason I like it is because of Brooker's Jason, because he's not this huge, you know, hulking menace in your face all the time. I love that. Yeah. I think it's um, the way that he was depicted in this film. 
as the terror in the shadows and you, like we do get some parts of him but he is still scary without having that big overarching like menacing character that he later becomes when he's yeah you know like you said a, a wakes up a zombie because I guess Richard Booker doesn't play him in number four okay no no this is the only time uh that he that he plays him okay so, yeah. yeah who played him in the first two uh, I, so the first one, he was just a kid. So that was Ari yeah. Lehman that played him as a kid. And then in the second one, um, I think his name is Warrington Gillette. Okay. If I'm remembering. So yeah. And then he took over for part Yeah. Three. Cause I didn't mind the second one. That was, I liked that one as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't That's watched a good one. the first one in a million years. <laughs> the second is, has one of the best final girls. Um, yes. I think the third does too though. With yeah, Chris too. Higgins, so yeah, I really like all the the female, like all of the women characters in this one, mm-hmm. because they're all so different from one another as well, and they really have that, um, like their personalities are very distinct, and I appreciate that they weren't just put in as like filler characters to eventually get killed off. Like they had their own aspects that you liked and didn't like about them, even. Um, uh, who's the villain? One of the girls. Um, Fox. Yeah. Even she's great. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I, I really, love her. I really liked her as well. And I was like, even though she's meant to be the bad guy, she was really mm-hmm. cool too. Yeah. Like, and, you know, she's really a, cool. She got to be a playable character in Friday 13th, the game. Oh, so cool. you can actually play as her uh, as a survivor. That's so, awesome. That's neat. They also have a hippie. They don't call him Chuck, but <laughs> he's pretty much supposed to be Chuck, but he's not. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind Chuck in this. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Wait, and Chili. Who's, your, who's your favorite character in the whole film, though? In the whole film? Um, you know, I I guess probably Fox. I really like yeah. Fox a lot. But, I'll, you know, I really like Debbie. I've yeah, always really liked her. Um, and I kind of love that, you know, that they weren't. I, I hate to say this, but it's like they weren't afraid to make her pregnant. Yes. Because that's like taboo. That's a if big you think risk about it. they took with that. I mean. And then killing her off. Yes. They killed her off. I mean, when she said she was pregnant, I remember thinking, oh, they can't kill her. She's yeah. pregnant. No rules. But, you know, <laughs> at least they didn't, like, give her a tummy. You know, she was yeah. still rocking a bikini like nothing. So. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, that would have been different. But I yeah. really like Shelly. <laughs> I don't know why. Because he's oh just, he's great. He's just I love when, and I know that you know we have our trope characters in you know every slasher film possible, and Shelley's you know the weird geeky guy, and I just still really like it. I love the comic relief characters that they put in the Friday Thirteenth movies. Yeah, and he's the one that gave Jason his mask. I mean, he yeah. plays such a huge part in Friday Thirteenth mythos. Like yeah. in the whole story ever, it's it's so great. Yeah. And I love the actor behind it. You know, Larry Zerner. He's still so great with the fans and on social That's media. Awesome. Um, he's an entertainment lawyer. So he, oh, wow. he keeps us, yeah, he keeps us all updated um, on the Friday 13th lawsuit that's going on right now. He, There's a he lawsuit? Breaks it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. uh, sidebar. Yeah. Let's go into yeah. this. <laughs> that's why there's no films being made. That's why there's all these fan films. It's because um, Victor, who, who helped write the, uh, the first film he helped write the care he helped write jason the okay. character for the first film um 
so he doesn't feel like now that he was paid comp, you know, what he should have been paid because he helped create this massive franchise because he was a hired writer at the time. And he just pretty much got the money that he got. And then that was it. So. But that's just how a contract works. Yeah. He has sued uh, Sean Cunningham's company and Sean Cunningham and for this monetization. Um, And I think maybe the rights of the franchise but anyway, so it's very tied up in wow. the courts and we, we've interviewed Victor and we've covered it um, along the way. And, you know, and it's, I see his side and everything. Yeah, and of course. It, it just kind of sucks for the, for the fans, you know, it kinda, all have to there's wait, like so. a, yeah, it's like a 50, 50 on that. Cause it's like, well, you did sign a contract, but you also contributed to one of the biggest horror franchises exactly. ever yes. made. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. What was really sad is when all of this came out, um, uh, you know, he, he's an older man and he's a very nice man. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were attacking him and his wife and oh, that's putting okay. out death threats. And, you know, it, it was pretty, I don't know, horrific, I guess, when all that was going like, on. Like you but, can dislike something happening. You don't have yeah. to threaten to kill somebody. Yeah. A movie isn't, I mean, we all love the movies, but come on. So, um, <laughs> If anyone wants to follow along on the lawsuit, they yes. can actually follow Larry Zerner on Twitter, and he puts out all of these. Right. He breaks it down in layman's terms because, you know. Yeah, well, I'd have lawyers, no idea <laughs> what anything means. Yes. I understand so. criminal law. That's about it. Yeah. That's all I studied yeah. was criminal law. Yeah, so it's a great resource wow. um, for fans. Interesting. Awesome. I'm going to have to give him a follow. Yes. He's really I just, sweet. I just want to hug him in this movie. I know. Like, he just seems like the guy that'd be like, Shelly, can I have a hug? I, just I know. I right now. He, he's, he's a dork, but he's a lovable yeah. dork. <laughs> I love it. That'd be yeah. me in a movie. I'd be that person. <laughs> I don't know if I'm lovable, but I'm definitely the dork. <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's go to the start of the film, because it's quite interesting, because this part three is an immediate, immediate, immediate pickup of the events from part two. Yes. So, um, oh, cause there was some kind of, I can't remember. I read somewhere where they, it's like a retcon of what happened at the end of the last one. So there's like a flashback sequence and Jason isn't dead. He's actually survived. And, um, so I, yeah, I read something about, retcon in this part Mm -hmm. am i right yeah so he so he's alive and they can't find him and you know i think they say on the news like oh it's gonna get worse before it gets better or expect it's expected to get worse so they don't know what's going on or who's doing it or where he is so um and then we see poor jenny uh getting taken out on the gurney beaten so it's pretty sad. Really sad. But she's alive at least. Yes. But I can't, I've always wondered what happened to her and even Chris after. And I'm like, I, I just imagine they're like roomies, like at the same mental hospital trying to, <laughs> to work all this Recover. out. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's only, so. it's literally like a couple of days apart. So all of this stuff happens on Friday, the 13th. And then on Friday 14th, there is the attack on Harold and Edna um with a meat cleaver which that'd be my weapon of choice if i was a psycho serial killer 
Yeah. Uh, and I love it too that, you know, when we were talking about the 3D, that's the first time that we see the 3D used in a really dumb way yes. because they're like, we paid for all of this. Now we have to use this and we don't have enough chances to use it during the death. So here's a snake. Here's a rat. You, yeah. know? you just keep like putting things out. Oh, the... uh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So they do it one too many times in the beginning. Um, scaring us. It evens critter, out throughout the rest. Pretty funny, actually. Because <laughs> it seems appropriate in the other ways that they do it. But I was just like, okay, I, it, this it's not 1982 and I'm not watching this in 3D. So it's not yeah. kicking it for me. No, I, I love see in the ways that they but yeah in the beginning it's like you immediately you get like two false you know gotchas so yes i kind of it's like oh uh, you but yeah <laughs> i love this married couple because they're at the are they at the yeah they're the store owners mm -hmm. and they just remind me of two recluse people in the middle of nowhere i'm like i really like you guys i love harold yeah i, I really <laughs> like his character and i love how naggy she is she's just like harold you know just constantly and um i really like them too and i like the setting i've always yeah. loved how the store looks and it's just it you know it looks like a dust bowl almost but then the the storm kind of comes in and i love or the yeah. winds i guess because they're talking about because edna's yelling at him about the storm and yes. that's when jason comes in and he he changes his clothes and these are now the clothes that he's in that are his clothes for the entire rest of the franchise which so this movie is really pivotal in setting up who jason is for the rest of the franchise well rest yes. of the movies which is so amazing and it's just who would have thought that a movie that was meant to be the end of the trilogy would kick off so much oh like uh, start the real, like, not the real story, but yeah. so many different ways that this story goes. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I've covered this film so many times over the years, um, just for fun <laughs> in different ways. And I've mentioned that so many times. I'm like, look at everything this film has contributed to this franchise. Yeah. If you're going to make a Friday 13th film today, and if it was going to still be in line with let's say the first, you know, six movies, um, six or seven movies that back at the third in a really big way to, yeah. you know, to continue who Jason is. So, yeah, it really does set up everything as Jason and who he is and, and not so much because obviously one sets the story arc and why he is who he is and, and everything. But yeah, just everything about him comes from this film. Mm -hmm. Because I don't it ever does. remember Jason as who he, you know, the um, the canvas sack on his head in the second film. I don't remember mm -hmm. him that way. I remember, I actually have a Jason, oh, you can't see it. I have a Jason hockey mask right there on my- Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have a little Jason figure sitting right here next to my computer. I have them all over, but I love but it. But no, that's true. And you know, if you think about it, we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street, and part three is how we remember Freddy being yeah. very wisecracking, over the top kills, just kind of silly, you know. And so it's like both of these trilogies, or the end of these trilogies, kind of set the yeah. tone for who these bad guys are. So. Absolutely. And I wish, like, I loved the Halloween 
franchise as much as I love Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- that might be faux pas for me to say, but <laughs> as <laughs> no, a horror well, content know, creator. <laughs> it, it's, all, it's all subjective, I think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I love the Halloween films, but they are... <laughs> I mean, they're ridiculous. I mean, all these films are, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're getting into like cult territory and, and the story goes all over the place, you know, yeah, it's kind of hard to keep up with, but yeah, I definitely found a really hard time keeping up with it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I've watched the, the new one. I've watched the Rob Zombies version of it. I didn't really enjoy that. And I love Rob Zombie as a filmmaker, but that just yeah. shouldn't be his forte is picking up remakes. He should just stick to his own stuff. I agree on that one. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> but we, this is, so um, Jason's come in. He's killed uh, Harold, RIP, with a uh, meat cleaver and then Edna with a knitting needle, which is another 3D part where we see it come through the yes. front <laughs> <laughs> And then he heads He's heading over to where um, our group of teens eventually end up. Mm-hmm. So we've got Chris, um, who was originally attacked at the in the woods near Camp Crystal Lake um, years earlier. I think she was in the first one. Was she? I I can't remember. I haven't watched it in so long. No, uh, she wasn't. But they show you know they show the flashback to show. Yeah. I, I guess that's what Jason was up to. In between these movies, yeah. off screen. He's, so. he's getting up to stuff, freaking people yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think that, you know, it, it suggested that he sexually assaulted her. Yes, I did read Because that. they don't say, you know, and that's been a huge debate that I've had with friends uh, around this that, oh my gosh. That's <laughs> but, a no um, from me because Jason doesn't sexually assault his victims. He just kills them. To me, he's too almost childlike yes to be sexual like i, yeah, I just don't I see him being a sexual person yeah so but then you know i of course you know like what happened to chris like when she was knocked out and stuff but i just don't see that being part yeah. of his character myself yeah me so too. and i did have a note to bring that up at the flashback scene which is so so i'm really glad i did that too you brought it up. <laughs> yeah because i was just like I see so yeah I see a lot of comments about people like oh Jason you know he sexually assaults Chris and I was like he's a he is literally mentally a child yeah in an adult's body he I I I can't fill in that blank with that action mm-hmm. like I can't connect that you know and, I do wonder though why they left it so vague yeah. because back then you know why did it matter because it wasn't like Jason was this figure that we know him as today i i just wonder why they left it so vague yeah i don't know maybe to try and uh, allude to something really horrific but it's yeah. kind of sad that they'd even do that so yeah disappointing not sad i definitely agree Absolutely. especially when you know why would a character who has never sexually assaulted a victim all of a sudden sexually assault one victim so yeah and yep. then doesn't do it again so in the rest of the film so it just yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me that um belief that uh some people do have about the film yeah same here <laughs> yeah i really love their trip out to because it's chris's parents um cabin that they're going to 
And so there's Chris, uh, Debbie, Andy, Shelley, Vera, Chuck, and Chili, who I love. I love everybody in this film, except Rick. Like, I don't, we don't, who's he? He's kind of, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, but he's not even that much of a jerk either. So it's like, yeah. You know, but he does have one of, he, well, to me, he does have the best death yes scene, at least. <laughs> so he does contribute that True. um he's just like the pretty farm I, mean, I don't know yeah he's there but i love yeah, he the like trip. immediately takes his shirt off and he's like you know doing all the hay and i'm like thinking why no, <laughs> like what? why do you need to do that right now because but. i don't like for me personally that i don't find that attractive like that's not in my um like list of things that i think is great i'm like oh that's i don't like that you can put your shirt back on please whereas the other women in my family be like oh that's hot and i'm like ew no put your shirt back on yeah i don't want to see people topless <laughs> like i just have a real big like ew i don't yeah. know why i don't know why it's just i've talked about this with someone in a previous episode and i was like it's not that i find like i don't think you should have a shirt on or off it's like i don't know it's i'm not shaming people for not wearing a shirt <laughs> taking your shirt off to be sexy get out of my face like yak yak yeah i think that's kind of all he was there to provide is he's quite from... handsome he is quite handsome mm -hmm. and i like his voice he has a nice deep voice that i like like it feels safe but mm -hmm. um this is the part i laughed so much at this right okay so the cops are coming up behind them and they're like all stuffing all this weed into their mouths but nothing happens to them yeah you know what's really funny about that scene that shouldn't be i guess but if it is he's like trying to like shove it in his pregnant girlfriend's mouth yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you doing <laughs> It's like, do you know what would happen but none of <laughs> if them she are... eats a huge, <laughs> but that's true that nothing happens to them. They're just, just fine. Like, if I ate that much weed, I would be comatose somewhere needing a massive, <laughs> like having a massive nap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I that's that pretty funny like, though. That... In their mouth and they're like, and it's like falling out everywhere. I was like, oh, I can imagine a group of teenagers being that desperate doing that. Right. <laughs> And then they pull over and they just The cops pass. go straight past. It's like, oh, yeah. so I can spit this weed out now? Ugh. Ah, the cops have better things worse. to worry about right now. Yeah. There's people dead. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, but this, they, this is where um, they meet Abel, who is this religious fanatic. He's laying in the middle of the road. Yep. And freaks them out with an eyeball. And he has an eyeball. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which was actually meant to be someone from the previous film's eyeball. I read you somewhere. know I, I, you know, I didn't know whose eyeball that was supposed to be. Mm. Um, I, I've never really looked into it before. I've wondered, but then I, I've just thought, well, there was just a massacre. Maybe you just found it. Yeah, you know, but they don't really go into. <laughs> Into, but you know, really, he's supposed to be like this film's Crazy Ralph. In the first yeah. one, we have Crazy Ralph, doom, you know, don't go down there, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And he's this film's Crazy Ralph, but he just doesn't get the same 
he doesn't have the same impact. But he, he doesn't does really do ball. anything else. Besides, no. we don't see him again, do we? No, no, and I don't think so. Hmm. Not I that I can remember. With that. But I would have enjoyed yeah. that. Um, yeah. So they end up at the cabin. Rick is there. Um, he's got his shirt off. They're fixing <laughs> the hay because I love this because Chris. They're like, why do you collect all this hay? And Chris is like, because my dad does this every year with the hopes that he's going to buy a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he just buys the hay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they well, have to barrel it all up. And You know, if you really look at the, the, the Higgins Haven or uh, whatever, that's what they call it in the game, but whatever they call it. Um, Higgins the cabin, Haven. Yeah. It is really creepy. Yeah. I mean... It, it is not somewhere I would ever, I know it's supposed to be rustic because it's in the woods, but it's like the furniture in there is just something else. Like um, The <laughs> Debbie sleeping in a hammock? Yeah. What? <laughs> You're going to put the pregnant woman and her boyfriend in a hammock. <laughs> like It's just the, the strangest thing. Because they're in Chris's room and mm -hmm. Chris is like, you can sleep in my room. And Debbie's like, where's the bed? And she's like, right here. And it's like a <laughs> hammock. And I just... Yeah, if you look bed. at the decor, if you look at the decor in there, like, it is some weird decor. Like, I, I kind of wonder what went into their, I don't know, their decorating choices. I would have but... wanted to be a fly on the wall listening to, like, the production team talking about the set for that, like, the set designers. Yeah, being like, mm, you, let's let's do this. That sounds yeah, <laughs> but I do love the barn. The barn is I like the barn. My favorite location in any Friday Thirteenth film. Um, okay. When I when I played the game, the first thing I did was go in as Jason, and I stood in front of the barn and I took a screenshot. <laughs> You're like, and it just like awesome. gave me chills. <laughs> it did, and then I stopped because I hate playing Jason. But I just <laughs> had to give a screenshot. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm but really yeah, hoping it's... to get, because um, you can have Jason and Freddy and Ghostface in yes. um, Dead by Daylight. So I'm like, I'm going to buy all them. I just want the, I just want Ash Williams. That's all I want, really. Because mm -hmm. The Evil Dead is my, like my ultimate favorite horror film. And mm -hmm. just the thought of playing as him is, I wish I could play as a Deadite though, because that'd be way more fun. Well, you know the connection between the two franchises, right? No. Friday 13th and Evil Dead. So in Friday 13th, um, Jason Goes to Hell, uh, the Necronomicon is actually in the basement of the Voorhees basement. And so it is said that, uh, and the director of that film did an exclusive interview with us where he talked about this, um, that Jason was a deadite. <gasps> and his mother uh, brought him back with the Necronomicon and that's why he turns it does not make sense if you watch the film from A to Z the like, films from A to Z it does not make sense it does not hold any water but it is fun I'll um, take and it and of course there is the the uh the comic books as well um Freddy versus Jason versus Ash and so those are pretty fun but that also deals with Jason being a deadite with the ah, Necronomicon really so yeah so there's some I'll have to check them Fun out because I love that. over there. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, when we put that article out, though, uh, <laughs> um, apparently the director had a lot of mail come in for him <laughs> from from fans. Like, 
he is not a deadite. He is not, he is not. And so this is not canon because he also said it was canon. I uh, told us it was canon. So that was really the part that sent people over and they're like, nope, this Excuse is not. Me, no. So we're not, we're not taking this. Yeah. It's a fun thought, but like, it's fun, but I wouldn't have gone and said, this is canon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, we got a lot of hate oh. clicks from that one. <laughs> I would have oh loved heart reacted that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as an Evil Dead fan, not as a Friday 13th fan. Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, so we're back to, what's, I'm running my lips in for an idiot. Um, so we kind of get more of an insight into Shelley's personality here. And this later is shown, you know, to be quite detrimental to him um in his death so he pretends they I, I think they just come into the house and he's got like an axe in his head and they're all freaking out and he's not actually dead thank goodness but it looks so incredibly real um for you know their practical effects and whatnot and the thing is like it's great that they used an axe because in the previous films they had described Jason as this axe wielding maniac psycho killer mind you he never killed anyone with an axe so <laughs> he used everything else ever except an axe um but we do hear news reports saying that he's you know this axe murderer or whatever mm -hmm. does he eventually start killing people with an axe like, uh you know there's an axe in this one yeah um at the end but does he does he use it at the end? I can't. I watched it this morning and I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's really known more for machete. That's yeah. pretty much his thing is, you know, he has a machete. And I mean, I think he'd use anything because, well, in this one also, he also uses, you know, the, the harpoon, yeah. um, that which I cool. think is a really cool kill. But I think he's kind of a man who would, or zombie, whatever he is, uh, <laughs> who will use whatever's at his disposal. But he's really kind of more known for the machete yeah i think so too mm -hmm. i think maybe the news reports on here i don't know i was gonna go on a tangent there and then i actually lost my train of thought so <laughs> maybe it's a good thing <laughs> yeah it's like the texas chainsaw massacre nobody was ever killed with a chainsaw so. yeah exactly yeah that always yeah. blows my mind yeah why is it called the texas chainsaw massacre then I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have weapon, to go into yeah. a Google hole for that later. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the girls, uh, you know, hanging out, at, they all go for a swim and Shelly and Vera decide to go down to the supermarket and get supplies. I don't know why they just didn't take it with them. Um, and they run into um, the Black Widows who are Fox Ali, uh, Ali or Ali, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, and Loco, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. Um, I really like them. They seem really badass, and they got chains, and they're mean. <laughs> they are, and they are the reason that like, way later on, Chris can't leave because yeah. they siphon all the gas. So they were very needed for that. Yeah, and I kind of like how they end up at the farm and they end up adding to the body count. <laughs> and nobody even realizes. Nobody has any clue until the very end that these, 
<laughs> that they were <laughs> even gang. there. Yeah, that these this motorcycle gang is there and doing things to their, you know, I I always thought that they would have had more of a run in with the the people staying at the camp, but yeah. they don't. So they I always thought that was kind of a surprise. <laughs> no, they sure don't. They um this part I love because Shelley's driving the car after they've had their run in with them and he reverses into their motorbikes. And then when they come out, he like chases them down in the car. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I, I think what's funny is Shelly, you know, he's just so, like I said, he's just such a lovable doofus and he's yeah. sitting there in the car and Allie is the one that comes out, I believe. Yeah. And he looks at Shelly after he hits his motorcycles and they just smile at each other. And Shelly's like, has like this look of like, oh, thank God I'm off the hook for this, you know? And then yeah. of course he, here comes the chain and he bashes in the windows and, but it's like Shelly just thought, okay, they're going to be cool about this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I love when he goes back to the cabin and he just like throws Ricky's keys and he's like, oh, it'll be fine. I <laughs> He and, had some courage. Yeah, he did. Because Vera, you know, was laughing along with him and like, yes. And so he had a little bit of, you know, confidence boost with that. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Rick and Chris go for a drive somewhere. And the Black Widows end up at the, at the, the cabin to siphon the gas. And... While they're doing this, uh, Fox goes and has a look around. I don't know why she's leaving what they're doing, but she is just like, I'm out. I'm going to go look around. And I love that she's swinging on the... I really like the way they do this, where she's swinging on the... I don't know what it is, like a... The the dolly, the... Yeah, whatever they're the using. pulley. To, pulley. The hay that, pulley, yeah. Yeah. And Loco comes around and they're swapping the scenes between the camera between them two. And then she disappears and you just know straight away. You're like, oh, she oh, did. Yeah. She did. You know, I like when she, when she first comes in to the barn, she's like this total badass, and she has these amazing boots on this yeah. leather. I mean, she's tough. And she goes up to a, to a hay bale and she goes, ugh, and she just pushes the hay over. <laughs> and, like, and she's, she's so like flipping <laughs> stuff. She's like yeah. flipping tools. <laughs> and after flipping the, or after pushing the hay over, just, and it just kind of went thud. It was just this very light thud. She's like, yeah, you know, and she just keeps walking around with this attitude. It's like, you go. <laughs> She's really cool. She is. Yeah. I wish she got to stay a little bit longer. Yes. That would Yeah. Been nice. She needed more for sure. Yeah. I would have liked to see her develop in the mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. Maybe look to them for help or something like my mates are dead. You need to get me help. Uh, yeah. Her death, we, I don't think we see her actually be killed, but Loco comes looking for her and she is impaled on the roof, I think, through her neck. Yeah, she's up on the uh, the second floor yeah. and she's impaled like in, in a banister. Oh, um, that's but she's right. high yeah. up. Yeah. Because I was going to say she's like definitely pretty off, far the off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Cause you see those awesome boots. They, they start with the, the great boots and they, <laughs> they work their way up. So, or maybe like, they go oh. from down up to down, but yeah. Cause uh, then um, I'm just trying to catch my breath. Sorry. Um, Loco also meets the same fate with another pitchfork. How many pitchforks are in this barn? 
I know. And it's kind of funny because you always think, what would it take? How long would a pitchfork have to be to take someone who's leather clad and get them up into a banister, you know, like uh, that far off the ground? But, and of course, the end of her pitchfork um, comes at the camera because it's another 3D opportunity. So. <laughs> I mean, the, the decisions they make about the 3D from this point are all weapon-based, which I think is a lot better and doesn't take away from the film like they tried to with the cheap shots at the start. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that they really thought about it for the rest of the film. Well, except for the fruit and the fruit juggling thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the yo-yo and it's like he has to yo-yo in Debbie's face for like it felt like seven minutes just <laughs> yo-yoing for like yo you know and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> all right we get it yeah we but other it. than that everything else was yeah weapons yeah and it felt a part of the like it didn't take away from the fact that I wasn't watching it in 3d right so right. it didn't feel off for me mm-hmm. which is good I guess <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I can't watch 3D movies. They make me so sick. I can't either, unfortunately. Same reason. Yeah. So My yeah. eyesight is like, nope, you can't handle this. Not today. Yeah. I did go see Jaws 3D at the Alamo a few years so ago cool. in 3D because I just had to. And it was worth getting a headache over. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, I had to see it. I get like motion sickness. Like I end up vomiting because of, it's oh. so weird. Ever yeah. since I was a kid, and I'm like, why me? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Then, <laughs> uh, after Fox and Loco have been killed, Ali is next. So he comes into the barn, and he's kind of looking around, and he sees Jason, like, drop down into, like, uh, one of the pen kind of things with hay. And... Um, he tries to attack him, which I thought was bold. Mm-hmm. Bit of a ballsy move. Attacking mm-hmm. something you're not really sure what it is. <laughs> and he's a tough guy. He's, yeah. the, he's a bike gang leader. You bike know, he's not gangs. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, also meets the same fate as the others. And he's uh, bludgeoned to death with a pipe wrench. Which is well, like, he's not dead yet. He no. comes back later, but oh, he does right. eventually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he just gets knocked out, knocked out, knocked out. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? He gets knocked unconscious. I uh-huh. get that. Get those words out then. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets knocked unconscious, uh, and I think Jason just thinks he's dead. Yes, and we don't see him. So, yeah, you know, for a long time. So. Easy to assume. Yeah. At this point, Jason has commandeered the barn. Mm-hmm. I like to call it commandeering the barn. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that is, in this movie, it feels like that's like his his space, you know, like that's yeah. like his his safe space. And um, and it's very, you know, because you see like the doors, people like see the door moving and hear noises and things. And so it's definitely yeah. his, his ground. Because Chris, um, Chris is noticing things, isn't she? She's mm-hmm. hearing things or seeing things, and she's not too sure if she's seeing what she thinks she is. And there's lots mm-hmm. of different things going on. Um, Chris and Rick are at their they're at a nice little romantic spot in the woods somewhere, 
and the other teenagers are basically planning for a party. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of party they're having because it looks really boring <laughs> to me. Yeah. I would have been the first one to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked about before we started that we're like the old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just would have been like, this is boring. I'm going to bed. Good night. I know. Someone needs I'm to set something on but... fire. Otherwise yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm in my 30s, but I'm like old lady territory through and through, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I would have had a good book. <laughs> yeah, I would have been in the bath reading a book with a glass yeah. of wine about to go to bed. Yeah, same. I mean, at least I would have died happy. Right, right. <laughs> and I think this is where Chris tells the story because they've alluded to it by now with, yes. um, with Debbie. Debbie's mentioned it a little bit, but we don't really know the story until now. Until Chris, yeah, um, tells Rick the story about what had happened to her in the woods and that's where they had the the flashback of her being attacked and she says to to rick you know when i woke up i was in my own bed and my parents never spoke about it ever again so that's where i think like i like we talked about before with the sexual assault where it does give a lot of allusion to something really horrific and taboo like something taboo to speak about and mm -hmm. it's just mm. Yeah, I, I, there's so much about that that just doesn't make sense within the franchise or yeah. within even the movie because she's alive. Why yeah. would Jason attack someone that hard and keep them alive and drag them? And how does she end up in bed? I mean, there's so many. How does she get away? I, yeah. It's not like he's going to, you know, cradle her and carry her to her bed and tuck her in, you yeah. know, so, or did, or did he leave her and then they found her and put her in bed when they were looking for her? I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. There's a lot going on that I like, I like that there is like this flashback where it's possible that Chris was a part of the, uh, no, cause that doesn't fall into the timeline. Um, yeah, like you said, though, about how he was off doing other things while mm -hmm. the movie wasn't being filmed. Yeah. <laughs> During his off time. <laughs> it's just, while he's not getting filmed, murdering people. <laughs> yeah, I think if, if that happened a couple of years before, that would have been between the first two movies then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which would make sense that, that mm -hmm. you know, other things and other attacks were happening during that time. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So, building up his strength and <laughs> and just practicing body count. So, I mean, and and that could be it is that he hadn't killed anyone yet, because you know, in part one, he doesn't, he doesn't kill, kill anybody anyone. because he, it's his mom. And part two, you know, he comes into it, but we don't know who he was in between. So yeah, exactly. They should do a movie on that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some funny parody, like, fan stories written about it, about, like, what he's doing in between, and people <laughs> have pretty funny, yeah, growing <laughs> working tea. out all the time, um, but, but, yeah, you, you kind of have to wonder about that. We don't know yeah. who he was, so. Absolutely, and I, I, I hope that eventually, you know, it might not ever happen, but that plot is filled, because mm -hmm. that'd be cool to see. What Definitely movie could come out of that yeah while um they're partying <laughs> do 
uh, Chuck goes outside to go to the toilet and to smoke another joint. And I love this because Jason just bangs on the walls of the toilet and like yeah. runs away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd think I'm so funny if I did that. I'd be like, and this movie starts. This movie starts the Friday the Thirteenth tradition of men using the toilet in the movies and just getting up from the toilet, pulling up their pants and walking away. This starts that tradition and it happens throughout the Friday 13th movies over and over. (laughs) And you know, because Harold did it. Well, Harold did it first and then Chuck. And then of course in, I know part five, you know, it's demon. Uh, He's a, he's on the toilet, but then there's also, I I know there's someone in part four, but anyway, yeah. starts that tradition someone was just <laughs> a really one obsessed to have. with toilets <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> um yes. at this point um shelly's out at the lake wearing a wetsuit with his because uh, he's got like a spear gun he's i don't know why he's spear fishing at night yeah and he had also tricked vera yes. you know by again once again so he has to to do his thing that he does so yes which you know just doesn't end well for him no (laughs) i don't know why he does it (laughs) right so this is because i'm trying to remember where i'm where i'm up to so yeah so they're outside they're on the pier and vera gets angry at shelly and goes inside and he goes into the barn Mm -hmm. and this is his death scene because uh jason slits his throat like really brutally and someone comes in and she's like quit quit mucking around and he's like dying at this stage i can't know it's it's the boy who cries wolf yeah over and over (laughs) but he took that hockey mask and with him which he drops and there you know we have horror history so yeah which it's just i love this because i actually got like chills i was like oh this is this is him forever now this is how we know him and it's just so cool that you know that's when you've been that invested in horror for so long that you Mm kind of sometimes don't fight like for me I'm only just learning about where everything comes from and learning about lore and, you know, the six million sequels to every slasher movie ever. So (laughs) (laughs) it's been, it's been a really cool journey. And, you know, if I watched this when I was 15, I wouldn't have even realized how influential that scene is for the rest and, and for horror in general. Right. Right. And, you know, and of course they didn't know at the time that it was, (laughs) <laughs> going to be so iconic and they just did it i think because they just needed a mask and one of the guys who worked on the movie had a hockey mask and was like here let's try this and they tried it, it and it worked and it was just out of necessity and so you know they definitely didn't know at the time what they had and i'm glad they continued that because yeah. it's been so iconic and so it's such a great mask for it too yeah so it's a, I really I really love it because it's a Red Wings mask which I yes. don't know who Red Wings are they yeah a hockey team from anywhere in particular I think, uh, Detroit oh okay cool 
Yeah, because I just have it's a Red Wings mask. Because I was like, "What mask is this?" <laughs> I think I, I think Detroit. Sorry if I'm wrong <laughs> on that one, but yeah. Please feel I'm free to tweet and correct if we're incorrect. <laughs> uh, so he gets the mask. He goes outside, and he's like standing. Um, in like just outside of the barn and Vera's in the water because she's trying to get this wallet that she dropped Shelly's wallet in the water so she's trying to get it out and she's saying quit mucking around like quit joking around and this death is my favorite in the entire film Mm -hmm. because we just see him lift his spear gun and just shoot up like oh does he throw it because i can't remember because it's a spear gun it it harpoons yeah it shoots yeah it shoots out Mm -hmm. and because it's meant to be 3d we're following like the tip of this the 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 harpoon into her head and it was just so cool because it goes right Right in her her eye eye. (laughs) yeah and then she just falls over and it was a great scene this you know if you think about this movie and eyeballs yeah, <laughs> because we have that. We have the guy at the beginning. We have um, Rick later. Um, yeah, they really Steve Miner, I guess, didn't really like eyeballs, <laughs> or he liked them too much. I don't know, but he's just like got a room in his basement full of eyeballs and glass jars yeah. that nobody knows about. <laughs> just trying to think of how he can uh, incorporate in- <laughs> more eyes in his horror movies. Yes. At this stage, um, so we've got, who have we got, Jed? We've got the biker gang. Um, Shelly. Shelly. Um, Chuck isn't dead yet. No. Um, Vera. Yeah. And uh, he just, he's like, all right, two down, five to go. Let's go. And so it's like he's got a to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy and Debbie are in the hammock having sex. How is the hammock still attached to the wall? I don't know. I mean... I don't want to know. Yeah, I... <laughs> it wouldn't be my preference. No. I mean, there are so many free beds in that house because I know. <laughs> two people are dead. Two people have left. Well, Chuck's they walked in with sleeping crap. bags. Put a sleeping bag, but yes. Uh, yeah, but again, that goes back to my old ladiness of like, <laughs> I need like a king size bed. I need perfect <laughs> lighting, the air conditioner perfect. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, but they're young. Pillows. They're in love. They're they're up for adventure. They don't care. Yeah, it's just really interesting <laughs> that they were like, let's have sex in the hammock. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so and, romantic. Uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and Debbie goes to have a shower and he I actually this might be my favorite oh I don't know it's there's so, so good. many good ones because he's walking on his hands and oh she he's walking back down the hallway I think to go back into the room and Jason is sneaking up on him with his machete and just like like hacks him oh. in half and I thought that was so cool like I'm cringing right now (laughs) and like yeah it it's such a gut-wrenching it's very neat though you know they did they did it in terrifier terrifier like a couple of years ago and people really freaked out about that death scene and he did it to a woman the the clown movie he did it yeah I haven't watched that one yet and you know I'm like it is a really cool one but like let's not forget 
the OG of that kill it's scene here. It's part three. Part three is the is is the goat of that kill scene because yes. and it's so unexpected. You know, like you just don't expect a man to die. You know, from that area down. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> from his crotch. Down. Yes, <laughs> it's quite so. gruesome. It is. I, it's um, but it's really well done. And there's one mm-hmm. thing that I really like about eighties like slasher films is that, yes, the deaths are quite brutal, but it's never overdone to the point where you're like, oh, is this scene over yet? Yeah. Because I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I I, really I like actually that. I like that too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, there's a lot of death, but at least it's not like, here's another one, and here's another one, and here's all this blood, and here's guts, and it's like, oh. Like, I can and do And it's more. not torture. You know, he, yeah, he's I not torturing them. He's just <laughs> hacking them once and for all. <laughs> so. Discarding the bodies. Like, see you later, <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. Because he, yes. he hides Andy's body, like, under the hammock, I think. Or... He hides it above in the rafters. That's right. And the yes. blood drips down while she's re- reading a Tom Savini article or a uh, themed Fangoria yes. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was yes. so cool because her death scene is actually a homage to Tom Savini and to Kevin Bacon's death in the first film. Yes. So yes. I thought that was awesome because, uh, yeah, Tom Savini was helping in that movie wasn't he mm-hmm. yeah so he was yep. and um, he did part one yeah yeah and so i thought that was really cool that she was oh, reading yeah. that article and even just an issue of fangoria was really cool yeah i mean she totally doesn't seem like the type of gal that would be sitting around with her fangoria subscription yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but we'll allow it because it's a really cool you know, unexpected Easter egg. To see. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's, um, I didn't actually know about it until last night when I was like reading, I like to read like facts you didn't know about the movie. And when I read mm-hmm. stuff, I'm just like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing in the world. That blows my yeah. mind. I love fact. I, I love finding stuff like that. I don't think I ever noticed it until, you know, I was an adult because I just, I, I wouldn't have paid attention to something like that. So once I actually saw it, I was like, that's neat. It's Fangorian. You know, you want to tell everybody like, oh my gosh, she's reading Fangorian. And everyone's like, yeah, what? we know. <laughs> but, and you're like, yeah, but do you know what that means to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's Tom Savini. Yeah. yeah. That's like me when I'm telling people about Del Toro and they're just like, oh, here we go again. And I'm like, but it's Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> I actually recorded an episode with um, Emily Hagens, who was one of the directors on Scare Package, mm-hmm. and we just have a massive Del Toro like it's like fan fest, just me and her. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome! And it was so cool because she, I was like, "You get it, you really get me." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then the other day, I went to a bookstore with some friends of mine, and Del Toro recently released a book. I can't remember. Uh, can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's about like grave robbing and and whatnot, and it's like a crime style book. And I was like, "But it's still Dora, <laughs> like waving it in her face, like you have to get it." <laughs> and she's like, "Cat, I don't, I don't understand." <laughs> so, I, yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of um, my friends that I have here locally. I love them dearly, but they are definitely not into horror, um, and so. 
whenever I talk about it or, you know, what I do or anything, a lot of my, my friends who are, you know, in the industry or who enjoy the genre, I meet them at comic cons. I meet them at film festivals. I meet them all over the country. And, you know, of course, social media, my social media friends are my friends. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, so a lot of the local, you know, my local friends, they're awesome, but they're just like, it's a scary movie. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. I'm just yeah. like, Oh my God, you don't understand. And, or when they mentioned like, they hate mentioning just one movie, like, Oh, I saw that this is coming out. I'm like, okay. So then I start telling them the background of all the actors yeah. and the director and how things, and they're like, no, uh, we don't care. I, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't understand. Like but. one of my best friends told me that one of her favorite films is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I sent her the new, the, the remake that's coming out this year and she was just like uh cool and I was like yeah but we're gonna go see it and it's gonna come out we're gonna go we're gonna go to gold class which is like where you get to sit in lounges and they bring you booze and mm-hmm. like meals and stuff and I was like we have to we have to go see this together and she was just yeah. like I, I don't think I'm that enthusiastic about it <laughs> I know it, it's yeah, that's kind of how it is. Or I, or you know, we're watching something. I'm like, oh well, I got to interview them, and oh, I met them here, or I met their so and so who is a so and so. You know, like six degrees <laughs> and they're up, like, and they're just uh... like, what? <laughs> See, my partner loves horror, and so every, actually every person I've ever dated is a horror fan. So it's been really, it's been nice to have someone that I can share that with. So he knows as soon as I go to his house to, to put a horror movie on. Don't worry about anything else. There like, you go. I, I can't watch comedy because uh, horror's just ruined comedy for me. <laughs> Not <laughs> ruined it, but I kind of just don't see it the same way that everybody else does. Yeah, that's me in drama. Yeah, I, I can't. If someone's going to die of like cancer or die of, I, I just can't watch it. Like it's not entertaining nope. for me. And and I have friends because you know, I have a lot of film critic friends and. Um, and they're like, oh, you have to see this movie. Like, you know, and it's usually the movies coming out that are going to be award winners and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this just is not for me. I'm not going to find entertainment in all of this drama. So. Yeah. I think the last film that I really watched that falls into like that drama category, I watched uh, The Green Book and I really enjoyed that because I love Mashallah Ali. He is mm-hmm. just, I just want to hug that man. He is, he just looks and sounds and, is just that um aura about him he just seems so honest and so wholesome that I'm just like I want to hug you <laughs> and I watched six feet apart don't watch that film it's I bawled my eyes out that is not I okay. read I read the description and went nope nope <laughs> <laughs> I'll read my like my young adult fiction where it's like yeah. love and heartbreak but I will not watch a movie now never again no I, I like I said, I read that description. I was like, Mm-mm, nope, not for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have the uh, the crotch <laughs> kill than yeah. you know than a crotch kill instead. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where were we up to? Debbie's kill, which is cool. Yeah. Because um, so from what I found is it's basically yeah a recreation of Bacon's death scene. Um, obviously they've just switched genders, and um. They even used the same camera angle that was used in uh, Kevin Bacon's death. I don't know the name of his character in the film. My apologies. Mm-hmm. And after that, Jason disables the electricity in the cabin. So Chuck goes out 
to the basement to fix it. And he, you know, I don't know why they, why a stoner's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to get lost down there and yeah. he's going to be able to find his way back he's out. literally just been smoking weed nonstop for like <laughs> a day, like nonstop. So. He's like, I'm going to turn the electricity back on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't. You're going to fry yourself. You are fried. Like, don't go and actually fry yourself. Right. Um, and, oh, this is the part I was thinking of. So, um, sorry, but Jason, uh, like, comes up behind Chuck and, like, pushes his face, like, straight into that fuse box, which was just super intense. Also, I don't understand why Jason also wasn't electrocuted through this. Movie magic. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, That's it- fine. I'll accept that. That's a, I, I've actually never thought about that, and now I'm going to think about it every time I watch that scene. <laughs> because would electricity travel through Chuck too? Is that like, would is that does that happen with I don't know. You would think. Electrocution. I don't either, yeah. but you would think that that would be, or yeah. at least a shock, or or like some sort of something. energy <laughs> traveling. You think? I would think it would be uncomfortable either way. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the scene that I was thinking about with Shelly because Shelly stumbled, like, he comes into, he, like, crashes into the cabin and Chili finds him and is like, stop playing, like, stop mucking around. It wasn't Vera, my apologies. Uh, And then Jason's just on this all-out killing spree. So he even, he's come in, he's in the cabin and attacks Chili and stabs her through the stomach with a a fire poker, Mm -hmm. which is just another freaking 3d scene <laughs> right i yep. mean it's not badly done for 1982 <laughs> no no it's really not no. uh, you know for all the 3d movies that were coming out at the time um or you know the the other horror ones that came out i mean wasn't that bad what was also coming it wasn't out that, that year jaws well not that <laughs> year but the same technology right after um, I don't know if it was that year, but yeah, so Jaws 3D, Amityville 3D, which Amityville 3D was um, pretty hokey. I mean, it was fun, but I love that franchise. It's awful. I love it. But <laughs> the Amityville story just terrifies me. Like, it's just a really um, unnerving story in general. Because it's a true story, isn't it? That a man, like, killed his whole family. The the first is based on the true story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of liberties taken that have resulted in, you know, legal actions and things like oh, that wow. But over the years. But um, I'm actually, I, I had binged the whole series twice for some reason <laughs> um, over the last year. I've watched the whole series twice and I really need to cover it somehow because I just feel it like inside of me, like I need to like, but I, I feel like every time I've sat down to write about it, I'm just so spaced about it because I'm just all over the place. Like I want to yeah. say so much. So I, I need to figure out how to streamline what I want to say about it or, you know, do yeah, an episode about it or something. So, yeah. cause it's just, I, yeah. It, it's it'd be so much one. to cover. Cause it's like, what was real? Yeah. Where were the liberties taken? What are the lawsuits? Like, what is this? What's that? And yeah, that'd right. be really interesting. Yeah. Because like I can't from fiction. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know what's fact and what's fiction in those stories. Just yet. yeah, because it just scares so. me too much that I'm like, I don't want to find out. <laughs> it's all it's fiction. It's a fun one. It's all fiction for me. <laughs> that the that's a series that starts out so serious, and by the end of it, it is like 
just laughable, you know, just, it's just so bad. Um, yeah. because how many, I mean, yeah, I, I could go on, but I won't, but yeah, <laughs> I'll save it. Uh, well, definitely write it in an article so I can read it. For sure. Uh, this is, um, where are we up? So Chris and Rick return to the cabin to find the place empty. So I'm guessing like Jason is like hoarding the body somewhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess he drags them. It's like, in this one, he's more calculating. Like, he, it, it, especially, like, if you watch him chase someone or, like, when he gets inside the barn and he chases Chris down later, like, he, he's really calculating. He really thinks about it. And yeah, he kind of goes for, like, maximum, you know, fear. So, like, he Because there off are scenes, it. yeah, where he's, like, chasing, but then he decides to stop because he's kind of like, mm, I'm not going to get them the way that I want to, so... Mm-hmm. let's come back to that like we chuck mm-hmm. how he did it and end- again though he he's human in this one so yes. yeah it's going to be way different you know his his actions and thoughts are way different than like the cane hotter killing machine yeah exactly later, so <laughs> where it's more like instinctual like animalistic in a way where yes. this is definitely more logical thinking he knows what impact he wants to have and yes. he definitely has like a thought process behind it mm-hmm yeah absolutely yeah i've never really thought about it that way now when mm-hmm. i watch it i'll be like he's smart yeah <laughs> i get he it thinks about, he, he's a hunter yeah exactly so. whereas mm-hmm. yeah like you said in the other ones he's just a killing machine and it's like oh who cares mm-hmm. everyone's dead anyway <laughs> right um where oh this is rick's death scene here so they split up in the cabin and Rick goes outside and he's outside on the balcony, isn't he? I'm trying to remember. He's outside, I think around the front porch. Yeah, because yeah. his head gets absolutely <laughs> splat crushed yes. and his eye and pops his, out. <laughs> his eyeball, that 3D eyeball comes right at you. <laughs> I love that. I really, I really too. enjoyed that because I was like, whoa. I love how noticeable it is that his head goes from like human to like dummy. You yeah. Know, head. <laughs> squishy. Like there's no human characteristic left in his face almost. Yeah. Like it's just a dummy, but we just watch it so up close. I was brave to do that too. Yeah. That close because, with that much lighting. Yeah. To notice that it isn't human anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, I love practical effects and I was speaking with my younger brother because he, he likes horror movies as well. And he's like, I like this and I like that. And I was talking about CGI and I was like, oh, I just can't stand some CGI. And he's like, yeah, but what about the Avengers? I was like, it's all fake. Like I can still enjoy the movie and admit that it looked completely and utterly fake. And I didn't Mm -hmm. like that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in horror movies, I like some movies that can do a little bit of both. But if you rely completely on CGI for something, I get really frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and with something, because I love superhero movies. And, yeah, me too. But with those, it's like, you can't do practical. You can't make no. like aliens come out of space and, no. you, know, <laughs> or, you know, over New York City and, and destroy all of New York City. And, you know, that, that stuff is, we have to just accept it on that. But with horror, you know, it's just such a, I don't know. It, it's such a beloved thing that, and most of it you can do practical, yeah. you know, if, if you needed. So 
it's just such an art form, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's such an art form within the genre. Yeah, and that's when you have people like uh, Sam Raimi who come in and can do uh, a really amazing job with practical effects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he, he did, um, did he do, did he help with the remake of Evil Dead? I feel like he did. I know they, he was producer, but they're always called producer, even if they don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can't remember how much uh, of a, of a, hand he had in it because that movie is something else for me um (laughs) i have a real and i love the evil dead and i love ash vs evil dead uh but the remake is just very intense for me um Mm -hmm. with its themes and um it just scares me like it actually scared me yeah it's yeah it's not the evil dead that we knew yeah and you know it's so far removed from I think sometimes if it could have, I mean, I, with a lot of remakes, it's like this, it could have been called something else and yeah, it would have exactly. been fine. Yeah. You know, you, you could have had something else other you than the, the Necronomicon. The and yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, you know, it was a really good, well-made movie, Yeah. Um, but it just, it wasn't evil dead. So. Yeah. That blood shower at the end though. <laughs> it was insane. Like I still think about it. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, like it takes up a lot of space rent free in my head, that scene. So (laughs) I'm just like, wow, how did they do that? Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) Yeah, so poor Ricky. And his poor eyeball. Which was, I guess, foreshadowing in the beginning (laughs) that someone's going to lose his eyeball big time. Exactly. After finding. Loco, Chris finds Loco. Um, she's confronted by Jason. So she's trying to, you know, there's like a showdown between them. She's trying to get away. He's trying to get her. They're battling it out. Um, so she, I love this because she pulls this massive bookcase down on top of him. Like she is messing the place up, trying to get away mm-hmm. from him. And she does a really great job. Like she's doing awesome. She's kicking so much butt in this in this scene. Like I really, really was cheering for her throughout this. Mm-hmm. She does. And that's actually, what's funny is it's during this scene that I always notice the crazy things around the house the most. It's like, <laughs> she's pulling like a 50 pound lamp over in front of a, in front of a door that it's hardly recognizable as a lamp. And you know, that's when you start noticing all the things around the house, but she yeah, does. Like, she's why would a fighter. You have that? I know. <laughs> I know. But she does, man. She and she just keeps going and, yeah. and takes us through, you know, the whole property, um, not yeah. just the house, but the whole property and the barn and um, the lake and everywhere. So because she, she yeah, she eventually stabs him and is able to get away because he, you know, is obviously like, ah, my leg. Um. <laughs> she hangs him, which that part to me when she hangs him. And then she opens the barn doors and yeah. he's just hanging there. I mean, still, I've seen this movie 10 billion times and still to this, to this day, it just, it gets me. Cause I know it's coming, yeah. but it gets me. So it's just very like in your brain as a horror lover, you're like, this isn't the end. You, you all know this, right? You Always. everyone watching, come here, come here. Cause I got to tell you something. This isn't the end. Never. <laughs> <laughs> The first death is never the real one. <laughs> yeah, it's really um, because yeah, she puts a noose around his neck 
and then I can't remember what happens because he ends up attacking. Oh, before she, this, she Jake Ali is killed because Jason yeah. runs into him on this trip. You know, and I always think that Ali is the one that really got to him other than Chris in this movie because he turns around and he has this machete and he's just whacking him yeah. over and over and over and over. I mean, it, it's like extended and it gives her time, of course, to get the ax. Yeah. But I mean, he's like really pissed that he just got interrupted by this guy. Yeah, and he's, he's just, just like, like whacking away. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm so, busy. I love that the leader of the motorcycle gang like saves the day in the end yeah. you know he's he's the one that he's kind of the unsung hero of the whole movie yeah. even if he didn't mean to be it was probably for selfish reasons but still yeah i mean like he, he was self-preservation as well but exactly <laughs> but he mm. did you know he he helped chris defeat jason in the end and she she absolutely whacks him one with this with an axe in the head and i mm. think yeah that does kill well kill I'm putting it in quotation marks, kills him. (laughs) Right. And this scene, I really just felt a sense of like, um, (sighs) because it does give you that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Because I love watching the final girl get away. Like, I love watching that. That's, I don't know, there's just so much resolution in that for me. Well, you know, there's an alternative ending where... Have you seen those pictures? I, I hate even looking at the pictures. Almost. No, I, I was reading about the alternate ending and I didn't really read it properly. So I can't even remember what it said. Well, he comes out and decapitates her. Oh. So in the pictures that they have uncovered and they've released since then. Because there's stills um, of it, isn't there? Yes. And it's from Chris's backside um, and it shows her from like the the back up and he has her hair in his hand and he takes the machete and he just whacks it and he, he decapitates her. And so instead we get the ending where, you know, she, they kind of do a replay of part one where she goes out to the lake and falls asleep. And then, but this time it's his mom that jumps up and does the, ah, but she wakes up because it's, um, a, it's meant to be a dream, isn't it? Yes. And just like a tribute to part one. Um, but then, you know, she sees Jason in the window, but he disappears and yeah, she's so kind he's... of in her head. So what I think is funny is at the very end of this, so they have been looking for this murderer for days now. Right. And yeah. he, and they've been cleaning up the bodies and they come there and they take Chris out and they're, and they're talking about how there's bodies everywhere. And then they leave him just lying in the barn with an axe in his head and they just leave the body Don't worry and about they it. just, yeah, they'll just take off. And I'm like, why wouldn't you take the body? Which he wakes up in a morgue, morgue you know, so the next yeah, one. Guessing he does. But it's just funny to me that everybody <laughs> leaves the whole scene. And they're just like leaving him there with Let's an axe go, in his everyone. head. Hey, yeah. It's fine. We'll get, we'll get the cleanup crew in. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the, the, the really unnerving part that I got in this is how disturbed Chris is when they're taking her away. And I was like, mm-hmm. that poor girl is laughing under her, like having a giggle. And I'm just like, oh man, that'd be me. Yeah. You know, you've got to think if you were attacked the first time and you're still struggling with that a couple mm. of years later, and then everyone is slaughtered and you found dead bodies and you know in real life you would think about the guilt of bringing all your friends there or yeah, a madman guilt. And, yeah all of these things and so 
But it's just yeah. so horrifying because the guy yeah. who didn't finish the job the first time has come back to get it now. Yes. And that, yeah, that would send me over the edge too. Mm-hmm. I'd really like Both a fan fiction of what happened to her. I wonder if there's one. There's got to be one. I'll just get on Reddit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I want I, I've always, I guess I've always thought that her and Jenny are definitely, they had to, they probably had to do some impatient help for a, a little bit at least after what they went through yeah so. absolutely oh sorry i just got to strip my cat's walking past she's gonna come over to my window hold on a sec <laughs> go away she like comes up to my fly screen and will like attach and i'm like you have a cat flap go and use that <laughs> when have i ever let you in my window but i think she just wants my attention should have been like meow and I'm like pickles get in go away go do whatever <laughs> she's, she's the weirdest cat um hold on sorry okay so that is Friday 13th part three that is it the movie that set fire to the biggest movie franchise ever well not set fire I meant that in a good way <laughs> yeah it did Trailblazer. and it was it really was and yeah. um and i'm glad that you know people now are appreciating what all it added and you know I, it's like when the game came out how many fans really wanted to see gloria charles as fox which she she sadly passed away Aww. um but her family allowed it and so uh, for her to join the game but and to see people want shelly and to see people want, you know, Higgins Haven in, I mean, it was just really cool because it let you see that people still love this movie, you know, yeah. and, and people appreciate it and they want to experience it. So I think that these characters probably had more of an outpouring from fans than probably mm -hmm. any other sequel, I think. So maybe, maybe Tina in part seven, but yeah. I haven't so. seen that. Maybe that'll be my, um, like challenge to myself this week to watch some more that's a pretty uh you know seven and eight they they get more uh paranormal okay ish so it's it's but i love them so yeah <laughs> i i'd like to see them just because you know um because this franchise is really big mm -hmm. like it is bigger than we 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 know it to be like it's endless the mm -hmm. everything the fan fictions the the movies the fan art the mm -hmm. the community in general it's just so it blows my mind really friday the 13th has one of the probably the biggest and most faithful um community yeah. that i've ever seen i mean it's it's unlike, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street Halloween, they certainly have it, but not like Friday 13th. Yeah. Friday 13th is on a whole other level for fans. And um, and I know that, you know, they want more movies made. We'll eventually get new Hopefully. movies made. Who know, We don't know if we'll like them, but we'll get them, you know, at least at some point uh, once this lawsuit's cleared up. Hopefully, but, yeah. I hope everything does get sorted out because, you know, in the long run, if you make a substantial contribution to something you do deserve the recognition yeah yeah so i definitely so. see it from all perspectives and angles and someone who is a well that's what you you did to yourself so suck it up but that's just 
like the stubborn person in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully this year we see some resolution because they've it's just been back and forth for years. Yeah, so hopefully this year we see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Great. Um, so before we wrap up, I like to ask my guests, what is the last horror movie you watched? The last horror movie I've been binging shows <laughs> for oh, really? like the last week, uh, but not horror. So the last horror movie I watched was actually the dark and the wicked. Okay. Um, and it's from Brian Bertino, who also did The Strangers. He wrote and directed The Strangers. That movie scares um, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this one, I, I really liked it. Um, I reviewed it officially, and and I enjoyed it. It was very dark. It was very scary, which oh. it takes a lot for me to say that these days. But it was yeah. actually scary, and um, and yeah, it was very well done. So if anyone out there is looking for a dark and just scary movie than the dark and the wicked. That is it. Um, yeah, I know it's on, it's going to end up coming to shutter because it was um, produced by shutter and shutters, uh, a company affiliated with shutter under AMC. So it'll end up coming oh, to shutter. But cool. if you that want to see it before come, that, come here. <laughs> yeah, before that, I mean, it, I think it's like five bucks to rent on Amazon. So it's absolutely worth it. Great. Great, great, great. Um, I had something else on the right on the tip of my tongue. Um, what are your top five watches for this year that you want to get watched that are coming? It could have come out late last year, early this year, coming out this year. What do you want to watch? Uh, let me see. I haven't even thought this far ahead yet. <laughs> um, okay, so Halloween Kills first um because that should be coming out um candy man uh it got delayed from october so that should be coming out very that's july i I think i i'm nervous to see candy man because the first one just terrified me um pretty bad so yeah so i'm really excited to see this and kind of scared to see it um the next conjuring i am a huge sucker for the Conjuring movies. <laughs> they scare the crap out of me. And I'm like, I should support a fellow Australian. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love those movies um, so much. And then um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, be cool. out, Which I'm really excited about. So uh, yeah, I think those are my top want to see. But, you know, there's a lot of film festivals yeah. coming up that I'll be covering virtually, of course. Um and there's always so many surprises that get hidden, you know, that I've never heard of until then. And that so, day, and you're like, yes! Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what comes up. Yeah, I'm hoping I can, I don't know how South by Southwest works. So I don't know if I can get like a spectator ticket to watch films. I don't, I don't know how it works. So I'm looking forward to yeah. finding out. Yeah, um, I, I know that they are now doing the virtual badges. I, you know, the, the last, thankfully, at, the very beginning of last year, um, some of the virtual cons that I covered were, they were just, it was like pulling teeth just to get into and oh, figure really? out how to navigate around because it's such, you know, it's so new for so many people. Yeah. Um, but then the last couple of film festivals that I've covered virtually, oh, they were so fun. I did not expect them to be as fun as they are. So um, I think that these film festivals are really getting the hang of it and, you know, 
giving the 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 end user a really great experience yeah. for your money, even though you're at home, you know, you don't get the experience of sitting in the theater, but they were really great times. So I'm really looking forward to South by. Uh, yeah. I'm really interested to see what comes out of that. So there's been quite a lot of good films last year. There were a lot. Um, trying to, oh, I know Scare Package came out of, mm-hmm. out of that. So which yeah. is you just know like my favorite film of last year. So. <laughs> well, what's, what's really funny is um, a year ago, or I guess a year ago in November, I went to a film set up in Minnesota and, um, and I just happened to, it, it was for full, full moon features. Um, they were making this like erotica sci-fi. <laughs> I didn't know how erotic it was until I got on set. You're like, oh, uh, I thought it was just going to be like, I would see some, you know, some, some boobs or something. It was not just that. It was a lot. Um, I've never, anyway, that's another story. So never want to see a naked body ever again. You know, I, (laughs) it it was just very surprising (laughs) because I didn't do my homework, I guess, well enough to see what I've seen. But, um, one of the, the cameramen there, um, the camera guys were just amazing. Like they were so pro. And one of the guys I had ended up, uh, talking to a lot, uh, we stayed connected and the next year he did this, one of the segments in scare package. So I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He did the one where the guy won't die. So, you know, they end up killing him in all different ways. Like the (gasps) villain won't die. So he did that Anthony. Yeah. He did that. that. And I was like, oh my God. And then the, the 4th of the July FX, one? Yes, the 4th yes, of July one. I love and then that. The, yeah, I did too. And then the effects guy on the movie, his name is Ryan. Um, he did the effects for cool. that because they worked together a lot. Yeah, so, that was brilliant. I love the wood chipper yeah. part where she's like yeah. feeding him into the wood chipper. He has so some, good. He has some short films too that I've covered that he has a really cool twisted mind like i i really like his stuff and i want to see i feel like if i really enjoyed his segment on scare package that uh, that's he's my style yeah i should send you his short film yes uh, that he did as well so yeah or get you connected maybe he can talk with you or something on here so because he's a very cool guy um yeah i'm in contact with aaron who is Mm -hmm. the producer of the entire film um Aaron, I can't remember his last name, Koontz. Koontz, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, one of, I can't remember the guy's name, it might have been Chris, but he did the Woods segment when... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, how over-the-top gory awesome it. was that? It was... <laughs> I adored it. It was a really fun watch. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. it, so, yeah. yeah. I even loved the wraparound, and I mean, it was just a... Oh, I just love the scene where the killer rips his legs off and beats him with it. (laughs) I I don't know. That's my sense of humor. And it's just like, if you can do, like that scare package was just outrageous in general. Just Mm -hmm. so fantastically put together and all the different directors. It was so diverse in actors and directors and writers. And it was Mm -hmm. just really brilliant. I really, really loved it. And I did too. Yeah, Emily, who I recorded with the other day, she did the the um, Michael Myers one where he's like the concerned neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone thinks he's like, you think he's a creep, but then you realize yeah. he's not. And he's just really worried about everybody. <laughs> and the babysitters. And it's just, yeah. I thought it was great. 
I did too. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I'll see if I can get you in contact with him because that would yeah, be that'd be cool. A fun, a fun conversation. Yeah, so. definitely. I yeah, I will talk to anyone who likes horror. To be honest, I really need to Heck get some yeah. people who don't like horror to come and talk about a horror movie of their choosing. I mean, like someone that not only just doesn't watch it, but someone who just really doesn't like it. Yeah. Like get someone who is just very anti-horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did have, um, they're not anti-horror. They're um, three guys from Melbourne called the Scaredy Boys. And mm-hmm. their podcast, they, they hate, not hate horror movies, but they're terrified of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And so they watch horror movies. And then the premise of their podcast is talking about, um, how they would survive that horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, just, that's, I'm going to look them fun. up. I'm writing that down. Yeah, they crack me up. I've had them all on the show. So they're all so cool. Oh, I'm going to look them up. I want to listen to that. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Cause they're, uh, they basically admit that they're cowards and uh-huh. <laughs> they, they buy in straight away to any horror film. You, you don't need to convince them about anything. Yeah. So it's straight to the survival tactics. <laughs> I sometimes wish that, you know, like I could go back to that. I mean, cause I still do get scared sometimes, you yeah. know, but, but to like another level, because that's the whole fun of it. You know, when people yeah. say a scary, you know, horror movies don't scare me. No horror movie scares me. I'm like, I feel sorry for you because yeah. that's the fun part. So. I mean, slashes don't scare me. They give me right. like, frights and I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh. But like supernatural stuff, I've, um, I'm recording an episode this weekend and the guest has chosen Sinister and I'm like, oh, that movie messes with my head, but I'm going to watch it because I love yeah. horror. I, I love the show. I love talking about all kinds of horror. So why not? Let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's put it in there. I'll, I'll watch it for you. Yeah. Although the first time I watched it, I swore to myself I'd never watch it again. <laughs> I've yet to see the sequel. Um, oh, no, I, I won't be I watching the sequel. I haven't heard great things about it, but I still want to. I know it's on Netflix here, so oh, I, I want to see it eventually. But yeah, um, I'll have to make time for it. So it'll be somewhere around, like on a streaming service here, because we we don't have a lot of streaming services at all, really. So we have like Amazon, Netflix. We have Stan, which I'm guessing is your like version of Hulu. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have Shutter here. It launched in earlier, like mid last year. Mm-hmm. And then we can access a few ones from the States. And then that's Got it. Got you. But I I'm going to feel very grateful for what we have then later. <laughs> I have I to like get a VPN here. and like yeah. go to YouTube and rent stuff. And Oh my God. Because I wanted to watch Freaky the other day and I actually yeah. managed to watch it via a VPN on iTunes. <laughs> So oh. I was like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it so bad. Yeah. Well, we should all feel fortunate, I guess, for <laughs> being, I mean, we just have so many now. It's like hard to, to keep up, but I guess that's a really nice privileged problem to have. So yeah. And I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's not like we're missing out on anything. It's just mm-hmm. that we've got to jump through so many other ropes yeah. to find you know, ways where we can still support the industry and watch it. And, you know, um, I mean, not that my $5 on iTunes went to anybody, but mm-hmm. iTunes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you get Shutter at least. <laughs> yes. So. I was so excited. I've been that. watching that via VPN for like two years. <laughs> yeah. So it was really good to have it. Definitely. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Can you okay. please let listeners know where we can find you online? If they yes. Want to. 
So um, horrorgeeklife.com is our website and we cover news, reviews, interviews, lists, um, just all a variety of, of different article types. Um, and then on social media, we are at Horror Geek Life and I am at Horror Geek Mill. So yeah. you can find us both. Um, I get silly on my social media, so please don't expect me to be super professional. <laughs> Uh, on mine but uh but yeah so that's where you can and then I'm also on Rotten Tomatoes um as well which is um you know usually linked on my social so yeah that's where I am so don't forget you can find TGIF on Facebook Twitter Instagram at TGIF pod and if you love the TGIF podcast please go and subscribe rate and leave a review on iTunes anywhere else you can get podcasts and that's it. So you've been listening to TGIF. Until next time.